0: Many times in our life, it's easy to do what feels good, but what if what feels good isn't what's best? Today, I, Austin Greer, am joined with Shawana Ditto to talk about what it means to let faith guide our feelings. This is the Kingdom Advance Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Kingdom Advance Podcast. Are you good? I'm good. Feeling good? I'm feeling good. Episode 8, if this is your first time watching, kind of want to set the stage. Maybe you're like, what is this Kingdom Advance podcast? Who are these people? First off, I myself work for Campbellsville University. And with Campbellsville University, I work for a ministry called Church Outreach. Church Outreach, and we've developed this brand, this uh, motto we go by of Kingdom Advancement. And so that's what this podcast is. We're giving community leaders, church leaders, um, worldly leaders, whoever that looks like in the near future, giving them the platform, um, and how can we advance the kingdom as a community of believers, as a unified church, Um, and that's what we're doing today. We got Shawana Ditto. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. Um, How's your life going? Like, really? (laughs) Through all this, through all this current situation, how are you kind of?
1: I'm good. I really yeah. am. I really am good. Okay. And I think my friends would tell you the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm a person that d- I don't sugarcoat much. Yeah. Um, and so my friends know that. So, yeah, I'm good. So when I say I'm good, I really am All right. good. I would tell you if I was like, you know, in mm-hmm. panic mode. But I'm not. But we're feeling good. I'm yeah. feeling good. Um, and I do want to just start off by
0: saying our hearts are, of course, with... Because it, it, it's a w- interesting time. Sure. Um, there's some people... That this time, honestly, it's a little bit of a vacation, if we're being honest. That's true. They're at home, but they're still getting paid, maybe not working as hard. Agreed. And then there's some people on the other side who literally don't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. So our hearts are obviously with those people. Um, it's it's just an interesting time, and I don't think anybody knows what's next. Right. Day by day. Sure. Um, but I do want to talk about some things that I think are going to be very helpful for anybody listening. Sure. No matter what current situation they're going th- through. Um, Shawana, you're... Youth pastor, student pastor at Elkhorn Baptist Church here in Campbellsville. I am. And how long have you been serving there?
1: So I've been at Elkhorn for six years now. And it's crazy because in 2015, I moved back to Campbellsville and... um, Uh, they asked me to be the children's pastor. Now, keep in mind, I'm not, mm, so, you know, how you're like, okay, Lord, is this really you, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so I was kicking and screaming when I, when they asked me to come to do children's past, uh, to be their children's pastor. Mm-hmm. And I did that for three years. And then, uh, I knew I have always had a passion, um, for youth ministry, for student ministry. I just want to give people Jesus, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, um, in 20, well, after those, after that three year span mm-hmm. in being in children's ministry, um, God elevated me to youth ministry yeah. and we've been rocking it out. So, uh, here we are.
0: You have been rocking it out and I, I got the opportunity to come preach to you. You did. They love uh, you about a year and a half. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. They love you, and um, over like a hundred students, yeah, at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Is it still, yeah, we're about uh, 130, 140
1: awesome. on a good night, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, we
0: applaud everything you're doing, um, and whether you know it or not, we are praying for you, and we just want to see you thrive in your ministry for sure and with your students. Um, but I want to talk about something today, okay, that's kind of been near and dear to my heart, um, since I've you know, taking this step of following Jesus throughout going on 10 years now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And this concept that I've been teaching and learning about is faith over feelings. That's good. Faith over feelings. And the concept, and I kind of want to frame this out so anybody listening or watching kind of knows what that means, what that concept means. The way I think of it is think of a a student, maybe at a a, at a youth rally, yep. and we don't have to say a student; we can sure. say anyone in their life, of course. But someone who doesn't know Jesus has never kind of taken that walk with Jesus, and they're they're first experiencing the church, they're first ex- experiencing the goodness of God, and everything feels so right. right. Everything is feels so different in their life. Um, maybe the students at a youth event for a weekend, and they're just getting plugged into, plugged into, and everything is feelings. Yes, they feel good. Um, they want to, to keep feeling good, and they maybe they take that step to know Jesus, but then when they get back home, something doesn't feel as good as it did when they were there. Right. And it's, it's that concept because feelings doesn't sus- sustain us. Agreed. Faith does. That's right. And what has that looked
1: like? You're in youth ministry. Maybe what does that look like even for your own spiritual walk? Sure. Okay. So I am in youth ministry, mm-hmm. right? So what I see a lot of time with Gen Z is that, so, okay. So we open up the altar, like it is for you. You've been there. Yeah. Um. So what happens is a lot of people... Well, a lot of students, they will go with their friends. Yeah. OK, so they're not going to do anything by themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just not. That's just how they are. Right. And that's OK. And I think Jesse Yates said you got to meet people where they are. Right. That's what she said. Beautiful. Um, and so we have to we do have to meet people where they are. However, uh, it comes a point in time. I'll, I'll preach this time blue in the face that everything starts at home. Okay, so I believe that your faith it starts at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that your work ethic it starts at home. I believe that um, respect and rapport starts at home, and so. a lot of students that come out there on a Wednesday night, they come from broken homes. Mm. Okay. So now if you don't have uh, the support system that you need, if you don't have the people that are coming to church on a Sunday, that that's not their norm. Mm -hmm. um, Of course, you are going to lean on your friends. So you see a lot of times you see a lot of students who um, they're not going to they're not going to come to the altar unless somebody comes with them. Uh, and so I see a lot of students who gravitate uh, in this big group of of emotions hmm. and feelings. Um, so uh, I don't know. And, and the Bible says we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, right? Um, so I don't know how you actually navigate who's coming up really for a real encounter yeah. with Jesus, who is... Um, you, you just never know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. And I wouldn't even say
0: stepping out on, on your feelings is a bad right. thing. Oh, no, for because sure. Because I think the, I think Jesus wants us to feel something at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there does have to be a step from, okay, I feel this, and now I believe this. Yes. And now I'm putting my faith in this every day, even when it don't feel so good. That's right. And so where does that kind of that step take place in, in one's life? Where do we go from? All right, God. Like I don't feel good on this day. Sure. Maybe, I, maybe I honestly don't want to, you know, go to church on this Sunday. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to uh, reach out to that person. I'm know, I know I'm supposed to reach out to. Where do we take that extra step where
1: it goes from feelings to faith? Right. So in my own personal, in mm-hmm. my own personal life, right. Um, faith is not a feeling okay so some of the most rarest and most authentic moments have come from me being in my car with my worship music turned up tears running down my face me being by myself and having the holy spirit come in Hmm. um and so um i think that's where you have as much of jesus as you want even today we could create a atmosphere in here right now uh, even on this pot, I believe I believe in the power of God so much that I believe that we could create a sound in here we could start praying for the people mm-hmm. uh, we could start praying over sickness even now um but I have I have those quiet times I have those and I think that's where it comes from yeah. is your private um your quiet time your closet door experiences when you shut the door and you're like you know what God I'm a mess I'm a wreck and I need you today
0: you know that's interesting it's it's amazing you said that because Fontes we had him on a few episodes mm-hmm. ago and he was kind of talking about a radical moment in his life. It was that same instance he was in his car just going to the grocery sure. and God stopped him in his place, started wrecking him um, through worship in his in his car. Yeah, in that moment in a grocery parking lot, and that's a radical moment. It is in his spiritual walk. Right. Um, and here's where I'll shift to. Okay. There's gonna be a lot of solitude coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, people may be at home, laid off their jobs, right. or maybe they're working from home and they're they're isolated. They're by themselves, or they're just with their family. This could be a make-or-break type of po- uh, point in someone's life. It could be. So, what are these like next steps we need to take in isolation and solitude? Because we have such a great opportunity we do. to see God in this moment.
1: Yes. But, but what does that look like, really? So, okay, so um, to maximize the moment, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. You're saying, how do we maximize this moment of being inside, having the door closed, yep. being isolated, um, and again, I believe it comes with being intentional. Do you really want a, a move of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Do you really want to be touched by God? Um, and so... I do believe how we maximize this moment is being intentional about getting in the word of God, being intentional about listening to my praise and worship music. I had two friends who called me and they said, um, listen, I need you to pray for me. I'm overwhelmed. I am feeling anxious and they work in healthcare. So I I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, of course, but they wanted my faith to speak to Mm -hmm. their fear. Um, and so I think that in this in this season, uh, how to maximize those moments, you have to have the right people around you who are speaking truth over you. Um, but not only that, um, faith speaks to faith. Right. You're, yeah. agree- you're agreeing with me. Oh, yeah. You're like, yes, this is it. But fear also speaks to fear. That's so good. So um, you just got to make sure that you have the right people around you. You got to be intentional about how bad, how desperate. Uh, do you remember the woman with the issue of blood, right? Mm-hmm. In the Bible, uh, she was so desperate. Like everything else was canceled out. But yeah. She was so desperate to get to Jesus. She was like, you know what? I don't even have to see him face to face. Just let me touch a hem of hmm. his clothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in this moment, I think we have to be desperate for the Holy Spirit to come yeah. in and to just transform us and love on us. That's good. Faith over
0: fear. And I mean that's a feeling right there. Yeah. Faith over fear. And what we what we some what I've kind of set it up as is um faith over the good feelings. That's right. But faith over the, the bad, bad feelings, feelings. That's true. The fear. And we before we started recording, you were mm-hmm. telling me about this uh you wanted to bring a prop in, you I did it. It's know, okay. I'm a prop girl. It's okay. I know you're a prop girl. I <laughs> love your props. Every <laughs> time you preach you got a good prop. But walk us through what you were going to do, what you were uh, were thinking.
1: Yeah, so everybody knows the show Fear Factor, right? And on this show, they place a container. You have a couple of contestants. They put the blindfold over uh, the person's... eyes mm-hmm. and then you place your hands in something that is unknown yeah okay and so i was going to bring a box in here we were going to blindfold <laughs> you i wasn't even going to tell you just do it you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so but the the i wanted you to think about um you would you would do it because you trust me yeah and i think we have to get to a point where we say hey do I trust God? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't know We don't know what tomorrow will bring. It's unknown. It's uncertain. However, even in those fear factor moments, we have to have a God factor moment that speaks truth, again, to who God is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely going to bring a box in here, but you trust me. So you would have put your hand in that box blindfolded, you because yeah. you trust me. We yeah. trust God. Yeah,
0: that is true. Do you – with that being said, how – how much do you think faith and feelings correlate
1: well um so again i do not believe that faith is a feeling okay okay uh, and a lot of people might uh differ um mm. but i watch i watch generate well i watch my youth group yeah. on a sunday mornings they all sit in the front row and uh and so I don't know where they where they stand. Yeah. If, they, if there are Generation Zers that are listening, they might think something totally different. But we went from, on a Sunday morning, we went from singing, this is how I fight my battles, right, yeah. to like a hymnal that was like the old rugged cross. And I watched them in that moment, and um, not that they're ha- – I don't know they not that they were shocked um but something kind of shifted like they didn't know the song so they weren't they weren't really they weren't really into it um and that's where we have to get to a point of making room for the holy spirit but not only that uh we have to i can't i can't say that everything is going to be amazing when you come to know Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, however, could you imagine if Jesus said, you know what? I don't feel, I don't feel like taking these beatings. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like getting spit on. And he quit in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people, um, A lot of people are like, well, I don't like this song, so I'm not going to lift my hands. It's not about the song. It's about the Savior. You Mm. know what I'm saying? So uh, I think we have to get to... So I do not believe that faith and feelings correlate. Okay. I believe that... If you have faith, faith comes by hearing; hearing comes by the word of God. If you believe that with your whole entire being, I believe that you can lift your hands in the most depressed times of your life. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I answer no. I totally get that. And what I've seen
0: so many times in my in my own walk with God is I try to put on this persona of my feelings, sure, and I try to let my feelings push me towards when I'm going through like a a tough time. And I, I, maybe I just don't honestly want to worship. I don't want to hear the word mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, Oh, my Christian, my Christian friends are around. I got to put on something. Yeah. And so I, I try to fake it. And then I end up leaving a service. I end up leaving, um, a gathering of people, a Bible study, and I feel so empty. Sure. And so when we're, whenever we're in those deep moments, those empty moments, what do you think about, like, what are some practical ways to get our faith on the right track okay and I, I think that's going to be important in these next moments of our um of everyone's life mm-hmm. because I, I just don't think we can go th- through this pandemic um on cloud nine that's like true. I think a lot of people are going to be in the valley yeah what are some practical ways so we can get our faith on the right track do you think
1: well, I think I think we have to be honest. You you were just very vulnerable with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love church outreach and I love coming to pour into you guys. Mm-hmm. I love when uh, you guys come out and pour into our students. And I think that's a practical way is that you have to be um, you have to be vulnerable, number mm-hmm. one, and you have to be open and honest about. You know what? Listen, I am depressed today. Uh, and I th- I think that um church outreach, y'all go out every Sunday. Hmm. Who's pouring into y'all? Yeah. You know, I know that y'all have we have y'all have Friday Friday meetings. Right. I've been there. I want to pour into you guys. Um, but uh number one, who's pouring into you? Okay. And but number two, I think you have to figure out uh your walk with Jesus Christ. Have you been checking off boxes? Have I just been a Sunday it's Sunday morning check? Uh, I've prayed today. Check. Uh, I have done my devotion. Check. When does that come to a point where, you know what, I'm desperate for Jesus. And I don't know why Hmm. I'm always coming back to that, but I think it's, I think we're, we're in a desperate moment, but are we going to maximize that desperate moment? You know what (laughs) I'm
0: saying? That's good. That's really good. And, um, all I could think about is when you were saying that is desperate, Um, for Jesus and even right now my mouth is a little dry and what's what do I want to do in this moment I want to go drink some water and that's all I can think about right now and I I don't know if this is the Holy Spirit coming over this moment but I feel like our thirst for Jesus has to be like we want literally want water because if we are thirsty we are gonna get something to drink but why is it that when we know we're in a valley yeah we know we are thirsty for something why is it sometimes so hard to go to the one who who provides the the water you know yeah
1: that's so good that's a great question um and i can't i i I can't get this out of my spirit is that uh, are we desperate enough you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. are we desperate enough to get out of the valley yeah. that's the question of the day because a lot i have a friend who would rather be depressed and anxious than go to the father hmm. but you're asking why is that yeah. you know what i'm saying and i just think i think it's out of routine i think it's out of pattern and it's uncomfortable to ask for help yeah, a lot of people is. don't want to, act, a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable. A lot of, I have a, I have a hard time being vulnerable. <laughs> um. And, and I don't know why that is, but it could be, it's not my DNA, but I think it's a pattern of this ritual that I have performed for myself. Um. And I have, you know, kind of, it's kind of a, it's a habit. It you is. Know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not that I'm trying uh, not to not be vulnerable, but it is something that I have placed on. And I think that a lot of people are comfortable where they are. Hmm. Um, so if you're comfortable in depression and you don't know how to get out of depression, you're going to stay in it. That's so good. That's so good. And I, I do
0: want to shift the conversation just a little bit. Okay. And something that I love about Campbellsville University, and, and the reason I say this, you'll see why in a second but the the one thing I love about Campbellsville University that has struck me from the day I got on this campus sure. is that um, the university has given given so much um, given a platform to so many different people mm-hmm. of different walks of life different ethnicity different gender and I want to hit on this really quick um, because I have appreciate I appreciate you coming on the episode for one sure and if you even look at like the photos, like we've we've had some yeah. diverse people and we've had women, men, and I love um when women come on here because it opens my perspe- my perspective up sure. open it opens it up so much. Mm-hmm. And so how crucial do you think that is in the church nowadays, um, giving women like leadership platforms and, and times to really broaden what the perspective is of the church and what that looks like.
1: Sure. So, um, first, so this is, um, you know, we can be surface level and everybody has their, um, their own perception, yep. and and that's okay. We can have a healthy conversation about women in leadership, right? Uh, so we're agreeing agreeing on that. Right. I believe in order. I believe in submission. I believe in respect. Mm-hmm. I believe that the man is the head of the household. Uh, and I and what I do believe is that a lot of people. I believe that older women aren't teaching younger women like yeah. the Bible says. Um, but so, for your question is. How do we get to a point of, um, like, respect? Are you saying how do we get to a point of women being respected in leadership? Or Well,
0: here's what I'll, I'll, I'll say is we've, we've talked about vulnerability in this episode. How yeah. do we as a church get to the point, and especially from men, how do we get to the point of vulnerability where we realize that if we want to see the church at its full capacity, that women need to have a voice in some way or shape in the church because a perspective can be so small without the voice of a woman in a church.
1: Sure. Um, So I think that you have to recognize that, um, not just you, but I think Mm -hmm. that the church has to recognize that you have to have a conversation. Uh, I had a conversation with my pastor who I'm under uh, and he supports women in leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I even came out here, um, I think you text me on Monday or something and uh, I went into his office and I was like, you know what, I'm not only representing myself but I'm representing this church Um, so I honor my pastor Hmm. Um, but I think that churches are going to have to have a dialogue uh, something that's healthy, Uh, you know we live in the bible belt so um you know some people are for it and some people are against it Mm -hmm. and that's okay um but how dare I take my gifts to the grave Mm -hmm. you know I'm saying the only person at the end of the day that is going to justify my gifts or who I'm going to stand validates me is Jesus Christ you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so um I think we're gonna have to have a healthy conversation I think that um People are going to have to recognize that we are more than children's pastors and yeah. playing the piano, and um, we can do a lot more.
0: Yeah, you know. And talking about the the university again, just giving so many different people a platform to talk about what they're passionate about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, why do you think, as a whole, and not just not just women, sure, but why do you think, as a whole, it's taken the church so long to give people different walks a voice? Because I think I've seen that just in my lifetime, in my 21 years, I've seen the church slowly getting there Mm -hmm. as a the church as a whole slowly getting to that point where, oh, we realize that if we want to see the church um, come to what it can be, is we got to give people from different walks of life a voice. And why do you think it maybe it's taken so long?
1: I just think that people enjoy being comfortable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we are very so. When I first got here listen, nervous, nervous wreck. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as we started to dialogue and as we started to talk, like everything started to, you know what, God's got this. We're good. We're having a, having a good conversation, good flow. And so I think that um, what you're asking, like, I have many opportunities. I'm so grateful um, for Campbell'sville university alumni here, love it here. Um, But I do speak at first class. I do speak at the vine. Mm -hmm. um, And like, I'm so grateful for that platform, and I I believe that people are are comfortable being where they are. Mm-hmm. So now that, not that it's a move, oh, sorry, not that it's a movement or anything, but I think that people are now like, oh, wait a minute. There's more, let us give more people opportunity, not just women, but let us give more people that might not look like us, might not talk like us. Um, it's all about advancing the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. right? That's why you have, this is your ministry. This is your platform, whether whatever happens, um, this is, this is your platform that God has given you. So I just think that, um, people are, people are comfortable and nothing good or nothing can ever grow outside of a comfort zone. That's so good.
0: You know? That's so good, and i I would be do- I would just be hurting myself if I was limiting the amount of people I got, maybe even on this podcast, sure. if I was just one group of people yeah um and talking about uncomfortableness is there this would be our our last little question is there okay. anything that you guys do as a church to reach into that level of uncomfortableness? Can you think, and I know this is kind of off off the top of oh, my okay. head, but uh just. Uh, like as far as a, what? A practical, um, maybe um, team-building exercise, like, in a very practical way. Is there anything that you guys have done as a church that has allowed you guys to get out of these comfort zones and be vulnerable with one another and maybe f- figure out, like, just as a church staff, like, hey, that person has a lot more going on than I even knew. Sure. Is there anything that you guys do?
1: Well, uh, I mean, something that that's tangible, I can't give that to mm-hmm. you. Um, but I did, how much time we have? About four. Three minutes. Okay. So um, I brought Jenga to a staff meeting before. Yeah. And you know, I like, I love strategy. That's my word. Like that's my, I just love it. And so we started as a staff, we started to take the pieces out. And so you had to have a good foundation, right? So all of a sudden it gets to me and the Jenga is like about to fall. And I'm like, I'm not about to take that piece out. You know what I'm saying? And so our associate pastor was like, you know what? I got it. And so to, um, to, to wrap this up, mm-hmm. um, I think that you have to open up your God eyes. Mm. There are people in this community who are hurting. Um, black, white, Asian, Puerto Rican, women, men, it does not matter. Um, we have to show the love of Jesus Christ. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's not really a, a practical solution, but let's open up our God eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not be afraid to even,
0: like your associate pastor did, yeah. sometimes, pull that piece out that may look bad on him. Mm -hmm. um, But he he ultimately maybe even saved you or um, took that hardship away. That was going to be you uh, uh, on you. Uh, But that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for joining Mm -hmm. us. Thanks Um, for having me. If you're listening to this, thank you for uh, listening in, watching in Uh, come back next week for episode nine. I'm hoping that this virus doesn't stop us um, from giving people the platform so we might have to go to a online solution maybe a skype or zoom not here in person uh next week but thank you so much for joining us until next time peace